Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. And thank you for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experiences shaped who and where they are today. My name is Elizabeth King. I'm a hemonc pharmacist at Mayo Clinic. And I'm Emily Raglan, a clinical pharmacist with Cigna Medicare. And today we'll be chatting with Aaliyah and Chris about finding your best fit for residency. There are many residency programs available, but finding the best fit for you is what matters. Thanks for joining us today. To get started, Aaliyah and Chris, could you tell us a bit about yourself and where you match for your residency? Yeah, thank you. My name is Chris Amadi. I'm a fresh graduate of University of Missouri, Kansas City, class of 2022, an incoming PGY1, PGY2, hospital system, pharmacy, administration and leadership residency at UC Davis Medical Center, Sacramento. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. So like Chris, I also just graduated from pharmacy school, class of 2022. My name's Aaliyah Cruz. I am coming from the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And I am going to start my HSPAL residency program as a PGY1 in UW Health in Madison, Wisconsin. Awesome. So you guys are going to be starting residency shortly. When you started seeking out your residency programs, what qualities were you looking for? Did that change over time? And if so, why and how? This actually changed a lot for me as I went through the process. When I started looking at residency applications and programs, I was really focused on what was going to help me grow some of my personal interests, which was very focused in diversity, equity, and inclusion practices, DEI, serving underserved populations, and really just growing my involvement in advocacy as a whole. And I realized that going through the system in the process, that shouldn't have been my main priority because I was going for pharmacy training and to strengthen myself as an advocate in the pharmacy profession. And that was not really correlating with some of my personal interests. And I found that while a lot of the health systems would be willing to support that, they were willing to support that in different areas and that I had other priorities I need to look at, such as what did I want to do long-term career-wise and what did I actually want in a program. And so at the end of the process, I really kind of settled down on some of the big qualities of a residency class, a relationship with my RPD, and also that flexibility in rotations if maybe my interests changed over time, as well as just general support of getting involved in my personal interests, whether that was in the community or possibly within the hospital or outside organizations such as ASHP. And so I was finding ways at the end of the process to kind of blend my professional and my personal interests, which I thought was really kind of vital to me. And I learned that going through the process. Just as Aaliyah said, my the qualities also changed for me, changed slightly. Prior to my first APP rotation, I wasn't planning on going to residency. I was in a dual program where I was doing MBA with pharmacy school because my interest lies in the administrative aspect of our pharmacy industry. So I thought the MBA was my ticket into the administrative route. But after my first rotation, I realized that I needed a residency because it's a stepping stone for me to get to where I'm trying to go because the administrative route aligns with my long-term career goal. To achieve that, I knew the HSPL residency was my best route. The qualities I looked out for for residency programs were first well-established programs and institutions 
Second, I looked at how good their track record, uh, by track record, I mean their former residents, where they are and how successful they are today. Thirdly, I looked at for great reviews from their current residents and former residents, because you don't want to get into a place where people are not giving good reviews for. And then I looked out for, does the program have multiple residency spots? Because to me personally, I want to go through the process with other residents. I don't want to be the only one there. I want somebody, maybe I might be the one to create a standard or somebody else will create a standard, but we have to go through the process together. And then I looked at if that program was AHSB accredited, because that helps to like tell you that this program is already fortified for you to succeed in. Then again, I looked at if there's opportunities for me to gain experience in the administrative processes of the hospital in general, not just for the pharmacy, but for me to get experiences or maybe shadow a CEO or shadow somebody who can help me see what the administrative aspects really is in a hospital setting in general. My interest in programs actually changed a little bit when I decided to add some PGY1 programs to my list. So when I did this, I only looked at for the first qualities that I mentioned. It's so interesting to hear how people's qualities that they're really looking for in a residency change as you go through rotations and as you get more experience because once you start your appy rotations that's kind of just the beginning of your pharmacy career so those I think really help guide you as far as what you're looking for as well and mid-year is a great place to start assessing those qualities in a residency program that you're potentially seeking so how can students utilize their time at mid-year to find a residency program that best fits their needs my advice to students would be prior to the media sections try your best to attend to the information sections of the information sessions of the programs that you're interested in. This helps you eliminate some programs that you really don't want to be on your list. Prior to the media period, you might have like 20 to 25 lists, but if you want to cut it down to 10, going to those information sections sort of gives you a picture of what the program is all about. If you see yourself in there, or if you feel like, okay, this is not a program for me, then you can eliminate those programs. And also doing that elimination process helps you to create enough time for you to attend sessions during the media, because those three days or five days, depending on how you schedule yourself, is really, really strenuous. Uh, trying to find out time to attend to all these open sections in the media is a little bit like, you know, stressful. So I would advise you to cut your list down so that you can have enough time to get to all those sections because it helps you to create, you know, first impressions to others programs that you're interested in. For HSP aspirants, I will advise to apply for PPS interviews. This really helps you. It helped me. It actually helps you create rapport with these programs because it gives you a one-on-one interview setting with these programs, maybe with the RFPD or with their representative, whoever they bring to the media. The PPS interview can also help you, you know, prepare for actual interviews because most of them are scheduled or planned. Uh, the concept of their PPS interviews are like the real residency interviews. So this can give you a feel of what you should be expecting, some of the questions you should be expecting during your media, uh, during your interview or some of the, you know, process they go through and also you can ask questions that can also help you with the elimination process before you apply for your residency process. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of Chris, I know that as a student, mid-year kind of seemed like this like event of the year. And that was kind of where you make or break a lot of your residency decisions. And in all actuality, it really is not. I know that for myself and a lot of my peers who went through the PGY1 process, mid-year is kind of just like the last 
part of deciding where you're going to apply. Because up to that point, you really do have a lot of time to make your original list with however many programs you have. It can range from 20. I have friends who had around 50 programs on there. And through some of those things that Chris talked about, the information sessions, doing some homework beforehand, I know that I personally reached out to some residents and RPDs just to kind of build a little bit of relationship and get to know their program. You're able to kind of windle down your list to really kind of decide what might be the core programs that you know you want to apply to and where are the programs that you're still not sure about. And mid-year is where you're able to finalize that list. Some really good recommendations that I got from older peers is that you want to go into your residency session showcase with maybe five to 10 programs over what your goal number is. So if your goal number is to apply to 10, you want a mat of around 20 programs on your list. And that can allow you to really kind of focus on those 10 or however many that you're not sure about and cut those down because it allows you to have that one-on-one conversation and kind of get those last minute questions and also see, do you kind of vibe with the people there? And do you think that'll be a good fit for you? Just make sure that you're not exhausting yourself during mid-year because that's just kind of a checkpoint in the whole residency application process. And so don't try to make a large impression because the RPDs and yourself are meeting so many different people that no one's really going to stick out. So you just want to make sure that you're getting what you want out of the entire event, getting your checklist and your application list down to where you want it to be, and just relaxing and prepping yourself for the next phase, which is actually applying. I think you guys both touched on the key to making the most out of mid-year, which is the aspect of planning ahead. It's not only beneficial and less stressful for you, but It shows your programs, your sincere interests, if they see you've done your homework on their program or their practice site. So when talking to current residents and program directors, what questions did you find to be the most valuable to ask to help you read between the lines to learn more about the program and culture? For myself, I think it's important to recognize that a lot of the residents that you're asking, if they're PGY1s, they're also kind of brand new to their own program. They've only been there for maybe anywhere between five to seven months. And so that's a really good time to ask them how have their opinions of their program change? How have they been feeling supported? What are their stress levels? And then also some more pointed questions, such as if you have an interest in DEI, like myself, mental health, well-being, what are resources that are provided to the residents for that? Or what are activities that they are able to be a part of in the pharmacy department or the hospital as a whole? Another good point is, especially if you're going towards a PDY1 route, but this can be for any residency program, is did their clinical interests change throughout the past couple of months? And if they have changed, has those interests been supported? And maybe the projects that they've been getting, have they been able to change your rotation? And have they been helped if they decide that they want to pursue a PGY2, are they being supported in that process as well? Because they'll be going through that at the same time you're applying for your PGY1. And so I think for the residents, just really get to know them and see how are they feeling about the program? Because most times they're going to be honest with you and really kind of let their true feelings be let loose. And you can see, is that something that you want to be a part of? Is that an environment that you think that you will be supported in? RPD specifically, I think they're really good people to just kind of ask their overall opinion of the pharmacy department and the program as a whole. And so 
what are their goals for the program in the next couple of years while you might be there. If you have looked at the rotation schedule and you didn't see a rotation that you wanted or you have a particular interest in one area, will they make some rotation changes or help you get to your priority goals so you can get some experience? And then I would also ask, what are their thoughts on mental health, well-being, resilience, and DEI within their program in the department as a whole? Because that kind of shows where they are with that process and is that something on their mind? And so I think having that kind of overarching opinion from RPDs and RPCs on the overall growth and strengths and weaknesses of the program really just kind of allow you to see, is this a good fit for you? And will you be truly supported while you go through the process? Just to add up to what Alier said, some of the points I'm just going to make right now might be repetitive, but that tells you how good of questions these are. To the current residents, I'll ask, since they've been in your shoes, like Alia said, they're just fresh in there and they're getting the feel, you're about to enter there. So you can ask them, you know, what their experiences were, normal experiences through the application process and also the experience they are going through right now, you know, hoping that they will give you the honest answer. Also, you can, if it's online or if it's in person, you can read body language you can take that with a grain of salt depends on you know residency stress for his trainer so somebody might look tired but that doesn't say that program is you know killing the person but you can read and see if that person is actually telling the truth or understanding like you know the question that you asked also you can ask them if the opportunities that were promised by the program is still available. You know, some of the things that are listed on the website, you'll be surprised when you come to the interview, they'll tell you that we don't do this anymore, or let's say this is not available right now. By that, I mean, some of the opportunities might be external rotations. If they are in a body of hospital where with bigger hospitals and you want to actually have an experience with those bigger hospitals or bigger institutions, they might offer that. And maybe that year that you're coming in, they might not be offering that anymore. So you can ask for if those opportunities are still there. So to the RPDs, I'll ask questions about the institution, how the institution is structured to handle unforeseen circumstances like COVID. Ask what the institution is doing to hang with the evolution of pharmacy or healthcare industry in general. These questions, uh, answering them, the RPD, whatever the answer to you can help you to like, you know, paint the picture of what the program is all about, how fortified or how strong this program is, how good the program is to look at for you tomorrow. So also you can ask about the track record, like I mentioned earlier, their former residents, where they are, are they keeping tabs with them? These answers can help you to know about their retention rates or their help to like help their residents get jobs somewhere else. So looking out to like what these programs are all about, ask questions if I have to advise you, Come in with at least five questions. If you're in a group, you notice that maybe one or two of your questions have been asked by other residents or other applicants. Just maybe structure it a different way if you feel like the answer that was given didn't answer your main question. So just come in with questions. That helps to make those people who are interviewing you know that you're really, really interested in the program and you want to know about where you are trying to get into. Thanks for sharing some of the questions that you guys utilized. I remember when I was going through the interview slash application process as a student, I really wanted to make sure that the program that was going to supported their residents. And so one of the questions that I found most helpful in order to kind of get a glimpse into that was if you did your residency over again, would you pick the same place and why? Because I think that relates to a lot of the support you get and whether or not you think the place that you're at truly does support you and that you would do it all over again at that same place. So COVID has made some of that assessment of programs a little more 
difficult, I'm sure, especially over the past couple of years. Virtual interviews have been common for residency programs. How did you feel you were able to evaluate programs in a virtual environment? And is there anything you felt was more difficult to assess? As you mentioned, COVID have made things a little bit difficult. To me, honestly, I would say it was difficult to understand or get the culture of an institution through a virtual world or virtual interview. But I would advise applicants if the virtual interviews are still attained after this year, I would advise you to really better yourself to do a rigorous research about the programs. What you get from information that you get from their website, research of what they've been doing, and also reviews you get from the residents or your former residents can help you to actually like maybe know what the program is all about. So it's very, very difficult to understand what a program is when you're not like physically there. So I would advise uh, applicants, it makes life easier for you. I know the virtual world makes life easier for you to save money, but you should really do your due diligence and do more research on the programs than waiting for you to get everything you need from those interviews or from like, you know, maybe PPS interview or one-on-one question or emails you're sending out. So just really do your due diligence and do a research on the programs you're really interested in. That will help you out. Yeah, I don't have too much to add. I think that for me, it was actually a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be getting a general feel for the program. And I think that was partly because I did reach out to a lot of residents and some RPDs, RPCs before the actual application process, just so I could get a feel of the program. And I think that really helped me see that just kind of based off those initial conversations, is there anything that kind of catches me off guard, makes me really love the program, makes me maybe not want to go to the program and get an idea of how I would fit at least with someone who's already there. And so I really recommend if you can, definitely try to kind of talk to the people there, either before, during, or after mid-year before you apply to have that general feel. For a lot of programs during the interview, will put forth some kind of effort to get you established to the environment if they're not able to bring you on. And so a lot of programs will put together a video showing you the campus, maybe a PowerPoint presentation, highlighting some things to do around the area. Because I really think that that's the hardest part to get a feel of. The actual location, because we know we're going to spend a lot of time in the hospital, but it is important where you're living. And so with the virtual environment, you're not able to get that feel for it. But I know one thing that I did, which was actually recommended to me from an RPD before the actual interview was to just Google map the area and click in random things like Jamaican restaurants or Whole Foods and things like that to kind of see like what is in the area. And that really helped me kind of get established. And so hopefully in-person interviews will be back, but definitely having conversations allows you to have some kind of general idea of how you'll fit in the program. I also went through the residency application and virtual interview process at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I found that you can still certainly get a feel for a company or a team's culture and your interactions with them and how they answer your questions and even observing how they interact with each other. So one of the hardest parts of interviewing is coming up with that rank list once interviews are complete. Can you each walk us through your thought process as you were ranking programs? 
When I was actually ranking programs, I kind of ranked my programs based off a few different categories and ranked them basically like number one to number six in that. And it was things such as my relationship to current residents there, my relationship that I felt like I had to the RPD, the actual rotations themselves, the location, and a few other things. And from there, a pretty obvious list kind of came about with the exception of my top two programs. Those were basically tied in my score sheet and really kind of pulled me because of personal reasons and professional reasons. And that really came down to would I be happy at these programs and would I grow? Was something holding me back and what was it? And I had to have kind of a honest conversation with myself because I think it's very easy to look at programs and just love something because of the location. That's where you've always wanted to live. Or like myself, I'm very passionate about service and underserved populations. And so certain areas drew me more than others. But thinking about the next two years of my professional growth and what I wanted long-term in my career, I really had to understand what my priorities would be. And that helped me kind of out what my rank list would end up being. And so I think that having those general categories on what's priority to you, that can be residency class, the rotations, electives, is there a PGY2 offered? Where are graduates of the program now or any other categories important? But really focus down on what do you want out of the next year or two and how will this program get you there? And you'll find that the answer reveals itself after some time. Yeah, just adding up to what she just mentioned, I would advise applicants to, you know, only apply programs that you really imagine yourself, you know, aligned to your long-term career goals. I know that your career goal might change in that same year, but look into like programs, let's say if you want to specialize in a certain place, oncology, ambulatory care, whatever you want to specialize in, look if the program offers those rotations or if that program has the PGY2 there so as you can make it an easy transition for you. So when you have cut downs on your list and when you've applied, surely you're going to have favorites. But I would advise people not to rank with sentiment. Rank by how good your interviews went. Don't rank because you want to live in the city or you like this city better or maybe your friend is going to that place and you want to like, you know, keep up with that person. I know it feels good to actually do that or it'd be great to actually do that. But your interview might not have gone well as theirs or yours might have gone well and theirs didn't go well. So I would advise you don't rank by statement, rank by sentiment, rank by how good your interviews went. And because if you believe that interview went great, there's a good chance that the program also believe that the interview went great. So they will rank you high and you ranking them how it gives you a better chance of matching with them or matching with any of those programs that are on your high list. If after an interview, you change your mind on a certain program, don't rank them because you just want to fill out your list. You don't really want to be in a program where you'll not be happy the whole year or you start regretting after you already matched with them. So just rank by how good your interviews went how confident you feel like you can actually match with those programs and also where you really see yourself tomorrow. You know, don't rank with sentiments. That would be my best advice to applicants. This residency application process can be very mentally and emotionally draining. What were some ways that you coped with your stress during this time and made sure to prioritize your well-being? To be honest, it was stressful, but I tried not to go through the process alone. I shared my experiences with my classmates, friends, other applicants that I met through the PPS interview, or maybe even through LinkedIn. 
So we went through the same process together, you know, asking questions or maybe hearing from other people, the experiences can help you, you know, not to make some certain mistakes and not to help you make life easier for you, you know, answer some questions that might seem a little bit dumb asking an ROPD. You might ask those questions to your fellow applicants and you guys can like maybe laugh about it and then you can fill out whatever you need to fill out from that question. Also, I try not to think too much about it. You know, go with it, give it your best. I believe in hard work, hard work pays off. I took a vacation after the interviews and I tried to schedule my interviews spread out during the whole February. So I advise anybody who's applying to take February off because I can't imagine myself going through an RP rotation and I'm also taking interviews the same day or preparing for an interview and evening after an RP rotation for the interview the following day. So take February's off. And also this is my personal preference. I spread my interviews out. So I did only two every week. So one on a Monday, if it's possible, because most of the time it's not possible. So one on a Monday, one on Fridays. So that I had like time in between to really prepare for it. So that was like, for me, it was a weekend to prepare for my Mondays and then Tuesday to Thursday to prepare for my Fridays. Also, just for my sanity, I try to balance my social life and my work life with the preparations for the interview. And that, will I say, vacation really helps, you know, just schedule it at the end of February if you can, if it's possible for you, if you can afford it. That really helps you to like, you know, get your mind off it. And for me, I did apply for job interviews just to like get my mind off residency. I wanted to do residency, but I applied to job interviews, just like how about things just where I'm not thinking about residency at a whole. And, you know, it's very, very strenuous to think of wait from end of February or end of your interviews till March 15 when the match list comes out. So you're really going to be thinking a lot about those. But if you have other things planned out, maybe your APP rotations or other things planned out between that period, that helps to keep your sanity in check and then you can Maybe whenever it comes to the 15th or whatever the match day is, you'll be ready for that. Really, I want to echo one big thing that Chris said. If you can get February off, definitely do so. It is just so nice to not have to worry about rotations alongside your interviews and maybe even have some time to work, go on a trip. I didn't have that luxury, but having that time to yourself is really great. But I think the biggest thing is having people that you can know that will be in your corner and support you. I was very lucky that I had mentors I was able to call after interviews to just decompress, debrief about it, and see how it went based off what I told them. I had really great friends going through the process with me that I was able to kind of consummate with and complain, but also cheer each other on. And I also had my parents, my partner, and yes, people in my life who were not in pharmacy and were able to cheer me on and just kind of decompress with outside of what was going on. And so I think that having a support system in your life is just vital always, but especially during this process. And then as you're prepping for your interviews, both in the days leading to and during, definitely set a timetable for yourself so you're not overstressing about any of this. And so I would make little flashcards that had clinical questions on them or like clinical disease states, as well as some interview questions and my responses that I would review for maybe an hour the day before an interview, as well as any particular things that I had set 
set for that program I was interviewing with and then I would be done that way I could decompress a little bit and just kind of focus on myself the night before and then the morning of I always got up early made myself a good breakfast and had a dance party because I really like listening to music and it felt like I was relaxing I was de-stressing and bringing a little bit more of my personality into it and being myself and so definitely find what works for you but make sure that you have a good support system both within and outside the pharmacy and that you're taking time for yourself to relax both the day before and during your interview great tips Thank you guys so much for sharing. Wellness is, of course, important all the time, but it can be so hard to balance during the residency search. I know I was unable to get off the month of February, so it was an incredibly challenging time with all the interviews going on. So if you are on rotation, work with your preceptors up front to find any flexibility in your rotation schedule in order to make sure you have adequate time to devote to interviews because this is your long-term career. And start your preparation as early as possible, as we've mentioned multiple times in this podcast. So that way, you don't have a last minute scramble. And my last bit of advice would just be if there's something that you normally enjoy doing, don't give it up during that time. Make sure you block off some you time, schedule it out if you have to. Just keep doing what you normally do if it's something that's important to you. So we have time for one last question. What final advice would you give to other students on how to find their best fit in a residency program? Is there anything you wish you would have done differently? Yeah, so I don't think I would have done anything differently. I'm actually really happy with how the whole process went, both the highs and the lows. I think that the biggest piece of advice I have for everyone is do not be too hard on yourself and just take it day by day because we're always our own worst enemies and you can find anything to pick at if you want to. Instead of picking at yourself, boost yourself up, compliment yourself because that'll get your energy going and allow you to not be your own enemy. But some of the things I did to prep for interviews, once I found out the programs I was applying to, and then eventually the interviews that I got, I wrote down some key facts about the program, their mission statement, their vision statement, things that I really liked about the program and questions that I had. And I would have those all on little flashcards just for ease. So I can look at it the night before and just remind myself why I was passionate about that program. I also had an Excel sheet with a lot of common questions in one column and then my answers to them in the right in a star format. And that really allowed me to have a written out answer, but also something that I could kind of practice, but not be too rehearsed and review pretty quickly the day before an exam. And then, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of wrote down the most common disease states that I thought they might ask me questions about that can be hypertension, diabetes, UTIs, and any other items. Oh, anticoagulants. And I would write those out on little flashcards of just big facts. So what are common risk factors? What are common drugs? And what are common maybe labs and treatments for those items? And those would be things that I would rapid fire go through the night before just to keep at the top of my head. And I really felt like I performed to the best of my ability during all my interviews with that strategy. And so finding something that works for you that hits those buckets and then Again, finding time to schedule you time with loved ones, friends, and family, and time that you're not focused on the interviews is vital during the entire residency process. But you got it. Please don't stress out about it. 
Yeah, just to add up to what she just said, for me, I believe I would have prepared better for some of the clinical questions from some of the programs that were asked, but I matched to the best institution on my list. I wouldn't do anything different. I all paid up at the end of it. Asking questions to current residents or people who actually went through residency, not just at our program, to anybody, as she mentioned earlier, just mentors, asking questions about how the processes went, when they did this, can really help you, you know, just be like a blueprint for you to walk through your own steps, you know. So getting those feedbacks, you could pick up the goods so you can repeat those goods that they say and then avoid the mistakes that they say they made. That can help you not to like, you know, repeat those mistakes. It might have worked out for them, but it might not work out for you. So for me right now, my best advice I would tell you is don't rank by sentiment. I ranked by sentiment, but I still matched the best program that I wanted to go to. But for a friend of mine who was going to the second phase, I really helped her to like really not rank by how I did because it worked out for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work out for you. So rank by how good interviews went, not by where you want to go to. Also, as she said, try to balance your social life with the interview process. It's really, really stressful whenever, if you actually have maybe up to 10 interviews to go through, or even five interviews are still stressful depending on how prepared you want to be. So just make that February free time for you, balance your social life, reach out to friends and family. That's a system that she mentioned is really important. Do whatever you need to do at that period and then focus on the interview. And after the interviews, really don't think about it too much. You're going to beat yourself up on saying like, hey, you made this mistake answering this question or you did this when the question was asked. Most of the time, that doesn't really matter. You're going to match. If you're putting your due diligence, for you to get an interview, that means they really think you can be a resident at that program. So just do your best during the interview and it will all turn out great. Well, that's all the time we have today. And I want to thank Aaliyah and Chris for joining us today and sharing their story. I know our listeners will really value hearing your perspectives on these very common questions that come up in the residency search process. Join us here at ASHP Official and the Practice Journey Podcast as we learn about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.